I am your father. This is a Brandon Colby Jacobs from Facebook exclusive. And you'll see why 1984 won't be like 1984. Yo, what it do, what it is, man. It's your boy, Brandon Kobe Jacobs, and you are listening to the Established 1984 podcast, man. Um, I'm not exactly sure what episode this is. Um, it's been a while since I've even considered doing an episode, mainly because I've had so much going on. Um, there's just been so much work to be done, um, whether that's from a just kind of life work standpoint or from the Black Alumni Association standpoint, but... I thought that it was important, especially on a day off that I have right now, to just sit down and um, and have a conversation with you guys. Um, I think I've done a podcast before about running your race, but I wanted to talk a little bit about kind of destiny and what God has planned for you and things like that. Um, it's crazy because um, for those of you who aren't aware, um, the UNF Black Alumni Weekend Committee um, last month registered ourselves with the state of Florida as a nonprofit to become the UNF Black Alumni Association um, with the state of Florida. It's something that we were really proud of. I don't think it's something that we anticipated would happen this soon in the game, but um, we recognized that we were evolving to a place where it was necessary for us to have uh, paperwork in place to really exist and be able to continue to do what we view to be the good work as an organization. Now, that being said, um, I wanted to talk a little bit, just just kind of share a story with you guys and maybe encourage some folks if I can. Um, a lot of times, especially lately, um, I get asked the question of, you know, did you know that this was what you were going to be doing? Did you have any idea? Was this all a part of the plan from the very beginning to to be um, what is now identified as the chairman of the UNF Black Alumni Association? Um, and the short answer is no. Um, this isn't something that I ever thought that I would be doing. This wasn't a plan that I had for my life. This wasn't something that I, um, you know, growing up was like, man, I can't wait till I grow up and I get to run a nonprofit and, um, kind of operate as the voice uh, for 920 black and brown people from the university that I graduated from. Hell, um, when I graduated from high school, I never really thought much about graduating from college. It just wasn't something that, that crossed my mind. It wasn't something that I thought I would have the capacity to do. Um, you know, I've shared this story before. I made a 17 on the ACT. Um, I, I mean, for those of you who know what that is, that's pretty bad. Um, so I just didn't think that going to school and having that next level of education was going to be in the cards for me. I didn't think I was smart enough. I didn't think that I was capable enough. Some of that might have been because I wasn't applying myself, but whatever the case, I just didn't think that that was going to be a part of my destiny. Um, to kind of give you guys a little bit of perspective as far as the black alumni weekend and the black alumni association to kind of bring things home and then kind of close with uh, walking in your purpose and what god has planned for you um i'll share a little bit about how this all comes about um 
it was 2016. Um, it was the spring of 2016, and I posted on my Facebook page a question about the current state of the MPHC fraternities and sororities on UNF's campus. Um, there has, there was, and continues to be somewhat of a decline in interest and participation in those organizations, of which I'm a part of IOTA Phi Theta. And I was wondering what could we as alumni be doing to invigorate that, to create that engagement, to create that passion and that desire for those organizations in the same way that that desire was there when we were on campus. And, you know, not to say that we were doing lines of 30 or 40 or anything like that, but all of our organizations were, were doing some numbers of some sort. And there was always interest there, even in events, even if people weren't pledging every semester there was this this interest in what we had going on and the things that we were doing and and all of that kind of stuff and that just seemed to have gotten lost somewhere and i was curious as to how that could have happened and so i started asking questions and those questions evolved into people wanting to continue to be engaged and next thing you know we take those conversations to a uh, group me and that group me grows and it blossoms and it gets so big that we want to provide people with the opportunity to be able to engage in the different topics that we're discussing. And, you know, with group me, that can be a little difficult. You have to scroll up and try to figure out what everybody's talking about and try to get a sense of what's going on. And it can be really challenging to have really constructive dialogue. And so we took it to a Facebook group. Um, and then, you know, uh, we began talking about doing a Greek alumni weekend you know similar to what ever waters does um and we realized that for our university uh, for our uh constituency that's just not something that that's not the way we want to approach it that it was in our best interest as uh mphc orgs um to not just try to be selfish and concern ourselves with our own personal agendas that ultimately the success and or failure of uh, MPHC orgs on the University of North Florida's campus is going to rise and fall with the success of just black and brown people in general. Um, and then that's when we made the decision to evolve this into the um, Black Alumni Weekend. And those first groups of folks that were a part of that um, were tremendous people. It was there was tremendous work that was going on at that point. Um, I always have trouble with remembering everybody's names, even folks from the very beginning. But um, in the very beginning, it just seemed like this was something that everybody was passionate about. Everybody was engaged in. Everyone was excited about. And what we ended up doing is we ended up saying, OK, guys, we started talking in the summer and we said, all right, guys, well, what we'll do moving forward is we'll start the process of organizing events. And we say, OK, well, you handle this, you handle that. And stuff was just sort of delegated out to different people. And it was like, all right, everybody will reconvene in in the fall. Those original members were I.K., uh, Brittany Herndon, Shanette Sparks, Jonathan Johnson, Patrice Abner, Sephora. Um, you had Torian Miles, uh, Marcus Mills. Um, you had uh, you had Janae McBride. You had Alex, my frat brother. And you had Jazz from Zeta Phi Beta. Um, that was the original group. And, you know, as happens with a lot of things, I think it it just ended up being a situation to where, you know, life happens to people and you know there's this thing that we have out there and you know 
you want it to be successful, but life happens to other people and everybody doesn't necessarily have the same level of oomph about getting things done. Unfortunately, that's just the reality of, you know, doing business together and trying to get a cause or an event pulled off and things like that. Everybody's not going to be as passionate as the next person. And we get to December and, you know, you start calling people back going, Hey, so about that part that you were responsible for. And then, you know, they go, Oh, they pick up work and go, Oh, work was crazy. Or, Oh, look at my cute little baby. I just had, I ain't had time to do anything. And, and you feel bad and you want to go, Hey, <laughs> you know, your baby is terribly cute, but, uh, I, I thought we were trying to get something done here too. Why didn't you just call me and tell me, Hey, I couldn't do the thing that I said I was going to do. Can I get some help from you on it? Or can you do it or whatever the case might be. But regardless of all of that, um, we get to December and we have basically nothing planned. <laughs> so I came myself, Grand Prix, Jonathan Johnson and Jeanette start making phone calls and we're able to pull things off. And um, that first registration was crazy and it was all last minute. But before you know it, we have hundreds of people registered and we were able to put together a registration event that was like basically like a happy hour mixer. Um, that everybody came to and seemed to have a good time. We had little giveaways that people got where they were given things, uh, you know, little cards and stuff like that, just kind of stuff that they could go home with and say that they had been to this event. Um, the main thing that we focused our, our initiative around at that point was the tailgate. That was the biggest thing that I think we did that first year. And it was uh, tremendously successful. And we had a lot of people come out. And over the course of the weekend, we raised a little bit over a thousand dollars for the Umana American Dream Scholarship. For those of you who don't know, the Umana American Dream Scholarship provides funding to po minority political science students at the University of North Florida. Uh, Obi Umana, uh, the the scholarship was named after his mother. So, um, we we just wanted to grow from there and see what we could do about being successful on that front, and. And we said, OK, moving into year two, we want this thing to be bigger and better. We want it to really resonate in a very unique way with the community. So what we did was uh, we switched up some folks on the committee and uh, you had some people come and some people go. Um, obviously, no bad feelings. I don't think on on anyone's side as far as where we were and what we were trying to do. But ultimately, you know, you have some people who sometimes need to step aside and say, OK, um, I'm going to take a different role or, you know, I need to take a step back, so on and so forth. Um, from there, um, what we decided to do that year is we decided to delegate out responsibility specifically to people and say, OK, this is the thing that you specifically are responsible for doing. Um, and then what we also tried to do is we tried to diversify bringing on uh, members to the committee who were not Greek, because one thing that we also noticed in the first year, some of the feedback that we got through surveys that went out was that people felt like the event was too Greek and that it didn't engage uh, members of the non-Greek community that were black and brown, black and brown alumni from the University of North Florida. We wanted to try to fix that. So we brought on committee members uh, who weren't Greek and we assigned different roles. From there, uh, we also grew the weekend from just a Friday, Saturday, Sunday thing to a Wednesday to Sunday 
event, adding different programming like community service programs like um, the Love of Literacy event that's kind of uh, headed up by Shanette Sparks, something that she's really pa uh, passionate about. Um, we added in things like the undergraduate alumni mixer, things like that. And we delegated those responsibilities out. We found that that ended up being tremendously successful because people take more of a personal responsibility when they know that their name is attached to a very specific event as opposed to I'm a part of this general thing uh, that's supposed to get done. But people don't know the thing that I was responsible for. Um, the second year was even more successful than the first. Uh, tons of registration. Um, donations ended up coming out about the same. Another thousand dollars again for the Umana American Dream Scholarship. And after that second year, we just realized that we were evolving to a place to where we needed to become more than just a weekend. And this kind of comes back around to that whole concept of walking in your purpose or doing what God has planned for you. Again, I never thought that I would be a leader on this front at all. But what I found myself doing, especially in year two, was some of the racial issues that had transpired on UNF's campus. Um, I'm sure many of you remember the uh, Snapchat incident with the young man portraying, uh, you know, black and brown undergraduate students as monkeys on his uh, Snapchat. And, um, you know, what I found, which was uniquely different than I think what we had initially planned for our group to be and to represent is people came to us saying, OK, guys, so what are you going to do? And specifically, OK, Brandon, what are you going to do? How are you going to represent us? Uh, how are you going to present our voice and our position on this particular topic? Because this needs to be addressed. And I'm going to be all the way 100 with you guys. I had no idea what to do or how to go about it. And, you know, I'm going to people like Shanette saying, hey, Shanette, what what should I do? Like, how should I handle this situation? What should I say? And Shanette very calmly in, in the way that she always is, is you already know what to do. God's already told you what you need to do in this situation. Um you know, Shanette's been tremendously influential in my ability to be successful in the role that I'm in because she's prayed for me. She's encouraged me in those moments where I've questioned myself or questioned whether or not I'm making the right decision on behalf of the, our constituency. Um, she's been there to tell me, follow your heart, do what you believe is right. You've been you've helped lead us in the right direction thus far to the point to where we've got hundreds of people participating and excited about the events that we're doing. Don't be afraid to pull the trigger. Don't be afraid to make the decision, because if you're doing it from a place of honesty and sincerity, you're going to make the right decision. Um, and that has helped me tremendously to to try to be the leader that I think p people now expect me to be. Um, but again, it really wasn't something that I, I ever planned because I mean, and I've said this before, um, I know how I'm viewed by a lot of people. Um, you know, I know I'm not everybody's favorite all the time. I'm not always the person that people are excited to hear from. Some people are irritated when they see me post a video talking about things about black alumni weekend. Why do you have to post those so much? Some people don't like how many posts that I provide and all the information that I disclose about what what's going on with um, the Black Alumni Weekend and the Black Alumni Association. Some people would prefer for anybody else to be in the role that I'm in. Um, 
and you know it's challenging because i mean i mean i i think for a long time i tried to pretend like i was uh you know super hard and didn't care about being like but i i want to be liked just like everybody else i don't i don't enjoy being disliked by people i mean I've heard some terrible things about me. You know, I've I've heard people say that they don't like me because they heard that I had an issue with somebody else. And because of what they heard, rather than coming and talking to me about it, they just decided they don't like me and they're not going to talk to me. I mean, those things are are hurtful. Um, you know, it, it it makes you question yourself, you know, because just like I think we all want to be liked, you know. This this concept of, oh, no, I'm fine. Uh, you know, I don't care if nobody like I, everybody wants to be liked. Everybody wants to be respected. Everybody wants to be appreciated. Everybody wants to feel like they're doing a good job. And, you know, I question those things all the time. I question um, whether or not when I speak on behalf of our constituency that I'm speaking in the right way or I'm speaking what the constituency wants me to say. Um, but. The thing about it all is, is that I, I think what it all boils down to is, is that oftentimes we have a tendency to observe life and observe these sorts of roles and say, okay, that's not something that I could do because I didn't major in that. That's not my field of expertise, but we don't look at our life experiences and the successes and failures that we may have had on our road to the role that has that God has placed in front of us and said, you know, this is what you're supposed to be doing. And we don't look at that life experience as experience, you know, to do the job. You know, I, I could easily look at my degrees. I've got an undergrad degree in communication to advertising concentration and I've got an MBA and I work in transportation and logistics. Those aren't necessarily things that say you should be the chairman of the black alumni association and kind of be leading a nonprofit. Like that's, that's not what that says, but what, what does say that is the fact that, you know, I work briefly for the United way of North Florida that, um, I've with my fraternity, I've done things like, uh, their community service weekend, organizing that for the first time. And it wasn't terribly successful, but we were able to get it off the ground. So it planted seeds to teach me, what it's like to do, you know, events that are geared towards fundraising and community service. I was a club promoter for many years, so I know how to think outside the box on unique nightlife events and think outside of myself and look for the things that are cool. Um, just, uh, you know, some of the challenges in my personal life. And I've talked about all of this kind of stuff. Um, many people know that, you know, I, um, I attempted suicide back in 2010 and in doing so, um, lost oxygen in my brain for an extended period of time. And when revived, um, for, from 2010 till about 2015, I suffered from seizures as a byproduct of that incident happening. And, um, you know, a lot of people were down on me at that point. Um, you know, I, you know, people who weren't big fans of mine, you know, they laughed and, they um they said you know terrible things about me oh see look at him now he was talking all that noise when he was on top of the hill and look nice fell ha 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 and and all that kind of stuff and it was hurtful and it was hard and trying to come out on the other side while you know people are saying such terrible things about you and you know you know i, I wish you would have died that kind of stuff like 
um, when you have to push through those challenges and you have to um, try to find your voice in the midst of all of that and kind of find the light in all of that darkness, it makes you strong enough to stand or withstand rather um, when people question um, what you're doing to try to move the constituency forward and do the right thing for a large group of people. It makes you unafraid to try to make the right decision in those incidents. And, um, you know, it's all of those things collaborative, collaboratively together that I think God has kind of put in my life that have been life lessons that have led me to be able to be successful in the role that I'm in it. Those things prepared me for this role for better or for worse. Um, so the thing about it is, is when God places something on your life and you say, I'm not ready for it, but he's placing it in your path right then. I assure you, you know, you may not know what has made you completely equipped for the role, but in the ability to be silent and listen, to observe and not respond, um, you'll find the the toolkit that God has has left for you to be successful in the role that he's placed on your life. So just never be afraid of when those opportunities come, because you may not feel like you're ready. Hey, I haven't done enough to deserve this opportunity. Don't question it. Just walk faithfully in it and you'll be amazed by what can happen and you know the impact that it can have on your life the the things that I'm doing now I truly believe are what God intends for me to do over the course of the next 10 15 20 years of my life and that may change but I I am um, I am faithful to what he has placed in front of me and tasked me with and, you know, unlike in maybe a couple of years prior when this whole thing first started, I know that I need to lean on, you know, people like IK, people like Jonathan, people like Shanette for the things that I don't know. But I also ha am tasked with the responsibility of trying to lead our group of 920 or 30 or whatever it is, black and brown folks to getting the representation that we deserve. And that's a challenge. I mean, the reality is, is that we're stepping into unknown territory. Um, and, and that's on all sides, really. Like, I, I don't think that, you know, some of some folks are prepared for seeing us in abundance in the way that they're going to see us um, moving forward in the future. Some people aren't prepared for the position that we're in. And maybe this position changes and and. You know, everybody thinks that they have all of the answers, but it's it's easy to say that you have the, all the answers when you're not dealing with this thing on a day in, day out basis. So um, but I'm excited. I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged by the dialogue. I'm encouraged by learning from Shanette and IK and Pre and Curtis and Jazz and, and everybody else. I'm encouraged to learn from them. Vanessa Fleury, Daisy. Uh, I'm just so excited to learn from them. My frat brother, Nelson McCoy, um, I want to learn from them the skills that I don't know to be better at this this job I've been tasked with doing. And I'm excited for what the future holds for us. 
Um, I'm excited about the upcoming uh, general body meeting that take place September 22nd. I'm excited about our partnership with the Alumni Association on the third Thursday. It's taking place August the 16th. And I encourage you guys to all come out and come out in droves. If you can drive down for the general body meeting, I strongly encourage that you do so. I'm not trying to tell everybody to fly in, but, um, you know, if you're in driving distance, I encourage you to come speak. Give us your voice. It's important that we know what you think and how you feel and what you think we need to be doing to properly address the concerns and the needs of the black and brown constituency from an undergrad to an alumni stance. Um, um, I'm excited about what uh, the Black Alumni Weekend is going to be um, in 2019. I'm just excited about all of those things. And like I always tell you guys, if you want to know things, I try to be as transparent as possible. If you have a question for me, you can always reach out to me directly. Um, you can always, if you want to be on a subcommittee, you can always hit up info at unfblackalumni.com and we can discuss those things. Um, I'm trying hard not to curse because, you know, you, you guys who know me well know that that's part of my personality. But um, shout out to Tabitha Higgs. She's been on me about changing my uh, my presentation and, and making sure that I present myself in the right way. And it's challenging for me because, you know, y'all know I'm a knucklehead and um, trying to make those adjustments can be a challenge. But um I'm trying to do the right thing based on what she's the suggestions that she's made because she's right. Um, you know, there are things that I probably need to change and need to get better at. Um, but I'm, I'm hoping that you guys are willing to take that journey with me. So, again, thank you guys so much. I hope this maybe helps somebody else. Um, if you have any questions for me, you can always hit me up on my personal email at Brandon Kobe Jacobs. Um, if you want to hit me up as far as the podcast is concerned, because we still want to do um, some great things as far as the podcast is concerned. Um, I've said this before that the podcast is more than just hip hop and things like that. I am a hip hop head from Jacksonville, Florida, so I want to represent that, of course. But I want to be comfortable to you know, have these conversations, too. And I think that the listeners of this podcast are excited to hear about a variety of different topics. So if you're interested in the podcast, you can always hit me up on that email at EST 1984 podcast at gmail.com. Um, if you want to check out the Instagram, you can always hit up that Instagram at EST 1984 podcast. And of course, if you want to hit me up personally, you can hit me up on all social media platforms at Brandon Kobe Jacobs or at Brandon Kobe Jacobs at yahoo.com. Um, actually, Brandon Kobe Jacobs.com is actually, it is up and running now. There's still some stuff that needs to be adjusted and changed and whatnot. And we'll get to all of that in the coming weeks. But, um, be excited or be on the lookout for that to happen. And then Snook's Eatery will be coming in the fall. That's going to be the start of my catering business because so many people have been on me about catering and things like that. I had done a lot of tailgates over the last few years. I've been working on my own barbecue sauce and just trying things out in my own kitchen. So I'm going to step out on faith, trust you guys and trust what I think God has planned for me to try to you know, see what I can get out there in this field of, uh, of culinary and catering and whatnot. So I'm excited about that. So Snook's Eatery is also out there as well. If you guys want to check that out and all that information is on brandonkobejacobs.com. Once again, guys, thank you so much. Um, need anything from me again, just hit me up. Y'all know who I am. Y'all know who I, what I do. Oh God, Lee, I'm messing up my phrase. Hold on. Let me, let me, y'all know who I am. Y'all know what I do, man. Brandon Kobe Jacobs and you are listening to the Established 1984 podcast. Take care. Yeah, I got that. Yeah, that was good. That was good.